I just want to mention two things. Uh, uh, in terms of uh, the current events. First of all, tomorrow is a very important day. Tomorrow is November 4th, Sunday. It's a really very critical day. Uh, actually, it's very good. Uh, tomorrow is the day that they apply the sanctions to Iran. If they, it means you're not allowed to buy any oil from Iran, which is very interesting. And... Uh, not only, not only you can't buy, but the sanctions will also apply to anybody that buys oil from Iran. Which means that, uh, you know, just on that alone, uh, the Iranian economy will collapse. Obviously, because most of their economy is based on oil. What they sell, you know. Uh, and if they cannot sell oil to anybody, then they're finished. <clears throat> so not only are they shut out of the banking system... Then we shut out of the ability to sell oil, you know, to uh, European nations or whatever. Um, and uh, so, therefore, they are in a very, very bad position. Which, of course, is very good <clears throat> because it's a major blow against a terrible nation that is, is responsible for so many different deaths. That's clear like that, you know. So, in that sense, it's very good that it is against, like I say, you know. It's a day that America will sanction Iran, <coughs> and hopefully that will really bring them to their knees, totally. And if they think that as a result of that, they're going to be able to continue with centrifuges and building, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, you know, uh, n n a nuclear weapons and so on, Trump has already stated that he will not in any way tolerate that. So tomorrow's a very good day. It's Kvaldik, uh, you know, and so on. Really, really tremendous, you know. Uh, second thing is that, uh, you know, it's always interesting to watch what the Ramanisham does. There's this whole caravan, just to comment on that. There's a whole caravan that is making its way, uh, originally from Honduras. It's making its way to, uh, to the uh, south part of America. <clears throat> and the interesting thing about that is uh, two ideas. First of all, I see it as a, as a wake-up lesson to Trump. Why? <clears throat> because if you recall when I, when I said that uh, North Korea is threatening the United States existentially, which didn't make sense. I mean, how can you threaten the United States existentially? It's absolutely absurd, you know, and so on. <clears throat> but I had mentioned then that it's a wake-up call to Trump to realize that you need to destroy Iran. You need to get rid of Iran existentially because they are threatening Israel existentially. And in order to make sure that you will understand what an existential threat is, guess what? Out comes North Korea and threatens the United States, which is absurd when you think about that. <clears throat> you know why it's absurd? Because a war doesn't mean you destroy a city. The most that North Korea could do, take out an American city? Okay. I mean, it would be terrible. Let's say a million people would die, whatever. But you take out an American city, America's 3,000 miles long. You know? You still have to contend with the rest of America. Was America could take out the whole North Korea with just uh, one shot in 15 minutes. So what does it even mean to threaten the United States? It can't possibly win a war, so what's the whole point? But like I say, it was there just to warn Trump, to teach him what an existential threat is. And of course, what Trump did, which was great, he, of course, um, uh, went against uh, uh, you know, uh, North Korea and so on. You know, and he went against Iran. 
But what's interesting also now, it's the same idea. There's an invasion going on in Israel. Who is that? Hamas in Gaza. Nobody says anything. If anything, people scream and say, what do you mean? You've got to let him in. It's insane. Uh, and, and Trump also has not said really something uh, in terms of what's happening with Gaza and Israel. So Bansham says to him, listen, I've got to show you what an invasion is. What it means for illegal immigrants to come in. And guess what? There you have it. There's the caravan. It's a, it's a meter connected meter. It's a measure for measure. You see, you don't understand what an invasion is. I will teach you. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's the Hondurans, right, or whatever. They want to make their way illegal into the United States. And now Trump is faced with a major crisis. And it is. It is a major crisis. He can't let them in because if he does that, then that's a, uh, a, a, a call that everybody can now invade the United States illegally. He has to stop them. <clears throat> and of course, he's going to get all kinds of flack because of that. So really what you're looking at this is the caravan, the whole uh, episode with the, with the caravan, in many ways, again, is a wake-up call to Trump. That he has to protest and come down hard on Hamas uh, and, of course, Gaza. <clears throat> Second idea, which is also I find very interesting, is that there's, uh, people say the polls are showing that the, that the Democrats will take the House. You know, but it's funny, everybody can relate to an invasion by illegals, everybody. So they begin to the, what the Bersham does is he, allow, he has allowed them, people, to see two very interesting things uh, about the Democrats. One is what they did to Kavanaugh, which showed the incredible evil that they are willing to destroy somebody for a political agenda. He, he should, and, the whole, and the whole United States sees what the Democrats are. Uh, and the second thing, everybody can relate to uh, the, the uh, invasion of illegals. Because nobody wants them. Everybody knows that uh, you let these kind of people in. A lot of them are, are terrible crooks and all that. And, you know, and so on. Uh, criminals. Uh, you destroy the United States. I'm not even going into economically. So this seems to be a way that the Bonsham is trying to shift the vote from, uh, you know, away from uh, Democrats to the Republicans. Anyway... Those are observations which I, saw, I thought would be, would be interesting and so on, you know, uh, just in terms of uh, what, what's going on. I think it's every day there's something going on. It just doesn't stop. It's like, a, it's, a, it's just an unbelievable, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's like an invasion of news every day that just never stops, you know. Anyway. Yeah. We were going to consider that as a, like a ballistic... A firearm. A yeah, of course it is. It's a different between a bullet and a rock. They both kill you. That <coughs> goes along with what you're saying in terms of this wake-up call in Eretz Israel, because what is their usual weapon by Hamas? Yeah, it's rocks. Yeah, rocks. Rocks and kites. Balloons. Hmm? Balloons. And balloons, yeah, yeah. <coughs> I'm sure Trump will do very well in, the, uh, uh, in terms of the uh, Senate and the Congress. Anyway, <coughs> anyway, so this is a, um, uh, just a comment in terms of uh, what's happening, you know. Um. Yeah. Uh, 
You know, there's a lot of ways to interpret that. But one thing seems obvious, you know. Nobody dies before their time. That's a, that's a, a, a fundamental rule, you see. So all those people who tragically died in Pittsburgh, their time was up. It's that simple, you know. You know, they don't die before their time. Why they died is unknown. We don't really know at all. Well, nobody can know. What was that? Of course it is, yes. But what I'm saying is, even in a tragedy, nobody dies before their time. What do you do with all the that, that whole that, the, the big question of Bechira versus? No, it's like the Holocaust. Nobody died before their time. Their number was up, so to speak, and they died tragically. <clears throat> you know, the Holocaust killed six million Jews. Did anybody yeah. die before their time? No. The tragedy is, of course, is that they were all murdered. You know, and so on. <clears throat> and God allowed that to happen. Nobody dies before their time. But what I find interesting, it, it, which is also true of the Holocaust, you know, that if a person dies because he's Jewish, you know, then his reward is incredibly increased in Ilam Habo, in the future world. So w to me, it seems that, like I say, you know, nobody dies before their time. Tra you know, their, their time was up, so to speak. <clears throat> the only thing is that the Ramon Hashem allowed them to die al Kiddush Hashem because the guy killed them because they were Jewish right so somebody who dies because of a Kiddush Hashem which means that sanctification of the name of God when a Jew dies because of that the reward or the, the what happens his future world is incredibly increased when a person dies for that reason so it's interesting that they died because that that was their time uh, but what god did is he uh, he had them die f sanctifying the name of god in the sense that they he, they died because they were jewish which means that their reward in the future world in ilam habo is unbelievably increased so that's what you see but of course it's a tragedy which we we have no idea way of knowing you know why they died in that manner and so on but what does indicate that if they that they they died that way like i say it's an unbelievable uh magnification of reward in the future world that's what so in a certain sense they had to die anyway but to die that way enormously increases their reward that's what we do see you know other than that of course it's an incredible tragedy it's also a warning <clears throat> You know, America is becoming a very dangerous country <coughs> because you find for the first time in many ways that there's a whole group of people called the Democrats or the left or the liberals that do not want to accept a democratically, <coughs> uh, you know, uh, a presidential election. It's constitutional, democratically, uh, that he was, the, he, was, he was elected. And the, the, in, in America, the Democrats do not want to accept it. But the, the sec that's the first problem, which is really terrible. The second problem is that they are advising and what do you call it, uh, saying that you actually have to express anger, resentment, and even hostility toward conservatives, to those people who hold from Trump, which again is unheard of. <clears throat> Therefore, what they are doing is creating a split in America, you know, uh, it, can, it, it, it can never become a civil war. Uh, why? Because in the civil war, you had states that wanted to secede from the Union. It's a whole different story. This isn't states. It's just a, it's, it's a party 
that is that is uh, advising violence and so on. You know, so it's not, there's not going to be a civil war, but what it does indicate <clears throat> is that there will be a tremendous split, and there was a tremendous amount of hostility. So in that way, Amer America is really becoming dangerous. Because I don't, I think the, I, I think the, the, the Democrats do not outnumber. There are more conservatives, I think, than there are Democrats. Liberals. Yeah, the conservatives have all the guns. Yeah. Yeah, the guy that shot the Jews was not a liberal. He was more like a Nazi. Well, yeah, he's not a liberal. It's a white supremacist, you know. I'll tell you one thing. Every time something like this happens, you know, where it was, uh, and it's been happening with tremendous frequency in the last couple of years where some guy walks into a crowd and just kills a whole bunch of people. Uh, a lot of times, <clears throat> every time that does happen, guess what? The membership of the NRA goes, you know, all of a sudden everybody's trying to get a gun license uh, for a gun. I mean, that's the whole point of a gun is to protect yourself. And obviously if this is happening, you know, these guys seem to be able to get guns, you know. Uh, it's, only, it's only everybody else that can't get a gun, and they're all sitting ducks. In fact, that's the problem, because when a guy goes in with a gun, right, he knows that nobody else has a gun who's going to oppose him. It's a miracle that more people weren't killed in that uh, Pittsburgh event. It's, that's the nest, you know, because who stopped them in the end, really, you know? It's a nest that somebody was able to stop and so, you know? <coughs> yeah, yeah. But tonight it happened, yeah. But I heard on the radio uh, coming here. Wow. But what you're saying, uh, if they had guns <clears throat> in that synagogue, it was, their time was up, it would have felt them. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, look, <clears throat> here's the way it is. God does what he does, but that you still have to be hashtadless. You have to st still try to save your life. <clears throat> if God wants to decide that it's not going to help you, what can you do? In Chochm Vein Tfuna, as Chazal say, there's no wisdom, there's no discernment how to stop it, you know. But each person has to take, you know, precautions to save his life, you see. So gun membership goes up like crazy after this kind of stuff, especially in today's climate, <coughs> you know. So you're saying there's no difference between a Zman of Din and a Zman of Alaskan? For example, uh, in it says if a Jew would have walked out of his house, then he would be open to the Mashkesim, the destructive forces. Yeah. Well, it's not his time, so how can he die? You just walk right out of his house. It's not his time. No, no, no. Somebody just asked me that, in fact. No, no, no. Here's the way it works. <clears throat> it's not your time, okay, as long as you stay out of court, heavenly tribunal, you see. It's not your time. It means even though a person may be obligated to die, because let's say he did a sin, that incurs the death penalty. He's not, he's not in, well, he's not going to die because it's not his time. However, uh, what happens if he walks into a place that's a sakana, a dangerous place, then the Chazals say automatically he's judged to see if he'll live or die. That's what happened here. It's a zman of din, it's a of danger. No, 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 but the, no, 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 no. But what happens is that that invokes a judicial investigation. Wait. Mm -hmm. And if they see that he did a sin, which can meet the death penalty, he can die. But it, it didn't die before his time. He committed a sin that's Chayv Misa. You see, that's not called, a guy can do something in Chayv Misa and die then. It means if he didn't do it, he would, he would have lived longer. But if a person does something that gets a death penalty, then he can die. 
You see? So therefore, if he's judged in heaven, which you can invoke through different ways, right? Then he can't die. Uh, but that's called his time because he committed a, a sin that was obligated to die. You equate that to the situation that suddenly now, whereas you could be in a place, Meshach Mabaka, Meshach Mazel, right? That means that you, you did nothing, but the place can invoke a more of a, of a din-oriented and This situation, this situation so, can invoke, so, correct. So that means that you can just be sitting on your couch and suddenly the situation flips to that of din. Yeah, you can... So that's what, isn't that what happened in Pittsburgh? That they were in... In the no. synagogue, and suddenly it became a, a situation of din. Well, a well, well, being in that synagogue and walking well, out the route nine, you know, uh, in front of a truck. In other words, maybe I think that's what he might be saying. In yeah, a person can, can get himself killed if he's negligent. But it doesn't have anything to do with you necessarily. Who? It doesn't have anything it? to do with the person who was sitting on the couch and suddenly his yeah, that's right. flipped to this. So that's what yes. happened in the synagogue. Well, that's what happened right. in the Holocaust. Okay, so right? They're the ones so who introduce the that, situation. It doesn't mean that it was their time to go. It just means that now there was din, and now for whatever reason they were. They yeah, because they, yeah, exactly. They're supposed to die at that age. They were not supposed to. No, but that's not cool. But they did die because they were judged to die. Right. So therefore, it's their time. You know what I'm saying? So there's two times. There's a time. That's yeah, that's a right. Span, and then there's a time of judgment. Correct. That's there right. There were some Jews though that went in the force and hid, like the Elskis. So, yeah. So, in other words, it wasn't their time, or they just weren't in a situation to be judged. Because how would they survive in the force? You know, if you say the Holocaust was, you know, a judgment the Jews have to die. Then how, how is it some Jews can go in force and survive? Because you don't know. It could be that they had merits. That you have a merit that will outweigh the judgment. You don't know. See, and then you'll survive. I mean, there were, there were Jews that survived under terrible circumstances. How? It's 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 a miracle. You know. I mean, there was once a situation which I once read about, you know, where the Nazis took a guy, a Jewish, you know, they put a gun to his head and they fired. The gun jammed. I couldn't believe it, you know. I mean, guns don't jam usually, right? You know, which is terrible. Then the guy, but the guy didn't give up. The Nazi went and took another gun, put it to the guy's head, shot, jammed. Twice in a row, which is like, you know, how in the world does, what's the odds for that? And, the, and, and they let him go. I mean, they let him go, he just, they sent him back. I mean, it's like, because God said, you're not dying today, you know. I mean, I don't know what would have happened if the guy would have taken a third gun. I don't know. But twice in a row, gun jams, that's miracles. His time wasn't up, and that's it, you know, so. Anyway. Because they came into the synagogue at that time, they were judged. Correct. <clears throat> yeah. But then the maybe, what if they hadn't had not come into the synagogue, they would not have been judged. They would not have been judged, no. That's right. So, so they, they would have survived. Even if they had sins, even if they had sins, which I have no idea if they did, which would have obligated a, uh, a judicial punishment of death, you know, or whatever, I don't know. But uh, then they would not have died. They have to come up in judgment. And that has to be the, the uh, judgment on that sin. Now, we don't know what determines which sin is being judged and which is not. But apparently... You say their time is up, though. What does that mean? Is that, no, that doesn't exactly... What you're saying, what we're saying now is that they, they were judged. It's not exactly the same as saying their time is up. I, I, believe, I believe that the reason why they died was because their time was up. You know, somebody could say maybe not. 
maybe the since a guy walked in with intent to kill murder right so that put all of them in a judicial uh, process you know what I'm saying and then for whatever reason they would judge that they can't survive this that's a possibility you know because you can die that way also you know uh, and so on you know um, I mean, you have a lot of, it's a lot of different uh, ideas about this, you know. Uh, it's called the Hashgacha Protis, you know, uh, which is the uh, so God's supervision, which Ramchal is really going to talk about, God's supervision on different people and so on. But in any case, that's, that's what I do see, that they all died, Akidish Hashem, sanctifying the name of God, because they died because they were Jewish. And the, therefore, the, the reward of that is infinitely greater than what they would have gotten. Now, of course, I mean, if you would have asked them, they would have said, hey, I don't want that and I don't want the reward. You know what I'm saying? But obviously God did not ask them for whatever reason he decides what he wants to do. And that's it. You know, <clears throat> but, but I, I hate to use, say the word, it's a silver lining, you know, that they died that way. Obviously, it's tragic, you know. But in, 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 in that sense, since they did die because they were Jewish, so therefore they died sanctifying the name of God, because that's what it means, and therefore their reward is uh, incredibly great, um, you know. So if they did have to die for whatever reason, you know, it, it, for them it was certainly a, a, the best way to go because, like I say, their reward is infinitely greater, you know. <clears throat> but it's incredible, it's a tragic it's a tragedy, and it's illustrative of what's happening in the United States. You hear a lot of this stuff going on, you know. Uh, a guy coming into a place and just shooting up the place. It's unbelievable, you know. I mean, that's, let's face it, that's why there's a, uh, I think it's amendment number two, the right to bear arms, right? That's why there's a right to bear arms. Because a lot of nutcases out there, you know. And in those days, in 17, uh, you know, in 80, 90, whenever they put that in, they said, hey, the only way to protect yourself was with a gun. And, they, and not only, everybody went around with guns. That was the norm. You had your gun to protect yourself, you know, and therefore that's why, you know. Anyway. Um, okay, that's it. Any more questions? That's my take. Would you say that we're kind of in a dangerous, specifically us, Yidin, are in the more dangerous because these high-profile radical Jews are the goyim are making statements that are angering. Well, there's clearly these, these neo-Nazi white supremacists. Yeah, there's clearly. Who's are taking over America? What are you telling us what to do? Uh, look, anti-Semitism is among the oldest hatreds in the world, right? It doesn't make sense why you should hate a population of people that's less than one quarter of one percent of the world's population. I mean, come on. There's, no, there's not even a dot. Well, y y yes. She was very, very prominent. No, no. There's more uh, Chinese uh, in America, but Chinese are not making, they're not in politics. They may, the Jews may be prominent, you know, but that the, what they ascribe to these Jews, that they really are, uh, they're taking over the world, it's, it's beyond belief. They, look, look, people hate the Jews for many reasons. Many reasons, you know, there's one of the primary is jealousy and so on and so forth because they see Jews 
And they are successful because God has not abandoned the Jewish people. So he gives them success. That, that's why. Not because you know, the Jews are smart, but it has nothing to do with their success. The success is because of what God says. Even when they're in exile, I will not, uh, uh, you know, uh, I will not uh, abhor them and so on and so forth. Even in the Golis, God will give Jews success and he gives them tremendous success, you know. People see that and they're incredibly jealous. I believe there are many other reasons for anti-Semitism, but the problem in America is there is a rise of anti-Semitism. There's no question about that. Yeah, there is, you know. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, now anti-Semitism has a new masquerade, it's called anti-Israel, same thing. It's always the same thing, but uh, uh, now there is a rise, there's a definite rise in anti-Semitism, you know. I think because we're coming near the end, and the Sutton is going bananas, he's going crazy. You know, and, and he's trying to desperately stop the coming of the Mashiach, and that's really, that's really why there's so much opposition to Trump. Because as I said many times, Trump is a messianic figure of Edoim, and uh, that can only happen at the end of time. In fact, the uh, Pasha told us this today. You know, Esau does tshuva, and, and uh, the, that's who really Trump is. And uh, as a result of that, uh, the opposition to him is, uh, is just beyond belief. It has never happened in, in, in American history that there should be such a hatred of a man. And, and the funny thing is he's doing a great job. I mean, the, the unemployment is the, historically it's the greatest level of unemployment uh, or I, should, or I should say employment. It's the greatest level of employment in the history of the United States. It's unbelievable, you know? And uh, everything, he stopped the regulations, the economy's doing fabulous. Do you know how many jobs there are waiting for people to take them? I, I heard this on the radio. Seven million jobs have no people to fill them. You imagine that? I mean, what, what, I mean that means they all, and, and the employers are going crazy. They, there's nobody to hire because they're all working everywhere else. You, you ever hear such a thing? It's unbelievable what this guy has done for the economy, you know? But this hatred of Trump, it's like a dementia that's spread yeah. all over the country. So I'm wondering, is that yeah, so it's, it's an obsession. Or is that Hashem like smiting them with madness? No, I hold it's the Sultan's Kitruk. It's his prosecution, and he's Yetzirah. Yeah, it's Yetzirah. Because he makes so many people demented. Because they literally, he, Trump literally makes them demented. Trump dementia syndrome. You know, I want to tell you something. You know, Yetzirah is one of the greatest creatures God ever created. He's a master at getting you to sin and everybody else to sin. You know, and he does that by whatever wilds the Yetzirah does. I mean, most of, most of mankind has been brutal. Killing, murdering, brutal. You know, how does he do it? This is not a normal Yetzirah. Yetzirah is normally for money, power. I mean, this is, this is people just going nuts, even though the economy... Well, it's ego. They hate power. Trump. Yeah, they hate Trump because they can't control him. There are a lot of liberals out there. Yeah. And Trump, you know, you can't control Trump. And that's the end of it, you know. That's why they hate him. That's why the never Trumps hate guy. But it, it, this whole thing is abnormal. I mean, it's, it's never happened before like this, you know? And the reason for it is because Trump is a, a harbinger of the messianic age. He's ace of doing tshuva, which has to happen before the Mashiach comes. And the beautiful thing is that it has to happen before the Mashiach comes. <coughs> that means Mashiach is around the corner so and the Sutton's gone out of his mind. The evil, the evil Aesop and the Aesop are the ones that are going to crazy. The, the evil Aesop 
Which is what I said. Yeah, what you're witnessing is a battle in Esau himself. Right. Is the evil of Esau trying to destroy the good of Esau? That's really what it is. It's an internal civil war you know, where, where the, the battle is raging in Esau himself, Edom himself. Yeah, that's really what it is. You know, so I mentioned that in Shir or Kavanaugh, actually. You know, that's what you're looking at, and uh, they won't win because once, once God decides that. Uh, the, uh, that uh, Ace of Kandu Chuva before the Mashiach comes, they will not win. You'll see it. They won't win. What is Rizor predicting for this Tuesday? Well, uh, you know, like I say, does it make sense that God will give him the ability to elevate America, to confront the world and change it? I gave a whole Shia on Ish Sodeh, a man of the field and so on, you know, and all of a sudden have him lose the, uh, the Congress. It doesn't make sense. And, the, and because if, if the Democrats get a hold of Congress, they're going to tie it up with impeachment process. And even though they can't and convict the guy because you need two-thirds of the Senate to convict Trump, which will never happen, especially they're predicting that he'll get more senators, right? So that's impossible. But it doesn't make a difference. They'll have him so tied up in trying to defend himself <coughs> against the impeachment process that he won't be able to legislate. They'll just paralyze the guys like that Mueller, what Mueller did. You know, it's all of this is crazy. That's exactly what I'm saying. Where is the tshuva if he's paralyzed? So we have to, Democrats need a big defeat this Tuesday. No, they don't need a big defeat. They need a defeat. All you need is one more guy to make the majority in the House. You don't need a big, just to have to maintain the majority. See, what you're saying makes a lot of sense when you consider that tshuva for Esau is not the same as tshuva for Trump is causing them to do is to, you know, the people who listen to him is to, you know, go back to the more traditional American values. I think. Yeah. It, it's, Correct. It's not, uh, he's not telling them to learn a black book more every day. He's, he's making them more like the old-time Americans. Yes, like be a Ben Noyach. Hey, be, you know, have respect for the law, you know, law buying, you know, whatever. What? Work hard. Exactly, work hard, individualism, take pride in your labor, be nice to the next guy. <clears throat> and that's all he's saying. You know what I'm saying? And these guys, they, 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 you know, they just go wild. Uh, you know, so in that sense, look, you have, I'm going to say, it is the evil of Esau trying to destroy the good part of Esau. But they won't win. Because it makes no sense whatsoever. You know? Look, Tuesday, it's all, it's, uh, you know, let's see what happens Tuesday. But, um, you know, that doesn't mean that God can't change the rules. Don't, you know, don't think you've got God figured out. No. The, the, uh, you know, God doesn't work by the rules that we think of or we know. God works by the rule called the tikkun of the Bria. How do I rectify creation? And rectifying creation is a process that takes 6,000 years, almost, until Mashiach comes. That, that's what God looks at. And we don't know. You know, you never know. Uh, you know, God can just say, okay, in order for the tikkun to occur, God forbid, Trump has to lose the house. We don't know. I mean, God in the end does what he does. And he's only concerned about the tikkun. He's concerned about the Jews and a lot of mankind in the future world because even Goyim can get the future world. That's what he's concerned about. And his way is not our way, like he says, 
you know, my thoughts are not like your thoughts, you know, they can completely contradict our perspective. But in the end, the tikkun must happen. That we know. And there is no force in all existence that can defy the will of God, as it says, Nazinu. I give life, and I kill, you know, and I cure, and so on, you know. From my hand, there's no rescue. Too bad. You don't agree with me? Too bad. You know, you can't, you know, that's it, you know. Uh, hopefully, the plan calls for Trump getting both, uh, you know, the House and the Senate. And then once he does that, you are going to see what's called, uh, they, they once called it the Saturday Night Massacre <laughs> on St. Valentine's Day, whatever, whatever that was, Saturday Night Massacre, or the Mafia, whatever, you know. It's going to be the Washington, the Washingtonian Massacre. Because he's going to, Trump is going to go wild. Because they, they're all trying to destroy him, the whole deep state. He, and he's president. He can just wipe them all out. Fire them all. Every one of them. And replace them. You know. Um, and that I believe he's going to do. You know, once that happens. They're all out. Sessions is out. Mueller. They're all out and finished, you know. Besides the deep state, though, I know there's something else very peculiar. Some of the most vicious opposition to Trump comes from the feminists. So is there an aspect <clears throat> of a gender war here where, you know, uh, Hashem is saying that men should be running civilization and these feminists are trying to overturn Hashem's Women decisions? No, women are well. Some of the worst opponents of him are these women going yeah, it's not just women. It's uh, you know a lot of people going ballistic. Liberals, leftists, you know. But no, no, a lot, of, a lot of women. No, no. You have to understand. People want in the end. What does everybody want? Money in the pocketbook. That's really what they want. They want to be able to have a good life, be able to pay the bills, you know, do everything that they want to do. Trump is proving it. That's why it's astounding. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, look, I want to tell you something. <clears throat> the left, I, to I told you, the left is about one thing. Precast oil. Overthrow the yoke. That's it. They want to overthrow the yoke of God, authority, whatever you want to call it, right? They want to, it's a complete, uh, what do you call declaration that I am supreme. Get off my back. That's the left and so on. That's why they hate religion. That's why they hate in many th ways. Any restrictions? Any restrictions, correct, exactly. Anything, yeah. So then they're not simply <clears throat> just for money. They're, they, they have a certain... It's an ideology. I, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I believe that, that, I believe that their time has come. That the bunch will not allow them. Because as it is, they're destroying America. With the gays and all that kind of stuff. They've destroyed the morality of America. I gave part of that and Kavanaugh. Uh, and I believe God wants to stop them. Because he wants to elevate America morally. And that's why he got Kavanaugh, which I gave the whole Shia there, uh, and so on, you know. I'm hoping that uh, Beto will, you know, they're going to say bye-bye to Beto, whatever that means, and so on. And he'll put a third, a third conservative, and the liberals will just have a heart attack. That's what's happened to them. You know, and then, then they're finished. As is, they're finished. Have they ever experienced defeat after defeat like this? What? Have they ever experienced defeat after defeat like this? Democrats? Democrats? It's always been like some sort of, at worst, a compromise. Well, I tell you one thing, if, if, if the House becomes uh, Republican and so on, 
everybody, all the Democrats and the leftists and the liberals, they're all going to have to see cardiologists. What about Cardiologists and psychiatrists, yes. Oh, yeah. It will be massive. It will be massive dementia and, uh, and uh, paranoia and uh, just, uh, just psych psychosis. Be a mass psychosis. That's what's going to happen. Do you ever think of writing a book about the, the, the nature of the leftist mind? You know, it's, it's sort of the, the nature of the what? View. The what? The nature of the leftist mind. <coughs> sort of a demented world view. It's not, you know, they, they, they sort of like live in a world of uh, illusions. Uh, that's part of the world, I think. I know it's a, there's definitely Parikas whole, but there's also like some type of, you know, uh, illusion of illusion. Well, it, it, well, the delusion of the left is uh, the uh, the um, worship of man. Worship of man, right? It's really what it is. It's delusional. It's, you know, it's, it's the complete overthrow of God. It's really what it is. Don't tell me what to do. I am supreme. Yeah, but that doesn't free them from God's sovereignty. No, of course not. Stogel, you know. <clears throat> who's the classic? The uh, Dora Marble. Not marble. The Dora, the Migda, the, what do you call it? The Dora Flaga. I mean, can you imagine building a tower to kill God? I mean, are they out of their mind? I mean, I, we laugh at it. You know, how big could the tower have been? 200 feet, three, four, five hundred feet? You know, did they have any, you know, as big as the pyramids, 550 feet? I mean, we're talking about God in the heavens. What they think, they can't even get, they cannot even get to the stratosphere. They're going to take on God. I mean, you, you think about that. We're a bunch, bunch of idiots. It just seemed, and, and everybody was in it. Like, it's, the, whole, the whole society was, was based on that. Uh, you look like these guys are out of their mind. But the, obviously it meant that they believed that God was really part of the earth. Or was, how, why would they even do that? You can't well, fight God. Yeah, I'm just saying. So they probably thought that, you know, God's like, uh, you know, it's like Greeks, where they believe, they believe the Greeks, they, they believe that their gods, you know, Jupiter and all these guys, right? Mount Olympus. You know, big deal. You climb Mount Olympus more with the gods. I mean, that's the Havamin, you know? But you find that uh, even the Greeks believe that, that the gods hang around on Mount Olympus. To quote somebody, if their actions conform to an assumed reality, that's the reality they're creating. Yeah. It's a delusion, not a reality. Uh, yeah. Well, but the list. Simon Deacon is a rough-seated downfall of the Catholic Church involved in this. Yes. Because you see all these revelations. Well, they want to. They want to go after the church. They, you know, what's a, so well, what's destroyed the churches? These scandals. Around the world. Oh yeah. They're catching them crimes dating back fifty years. Hundred years. Australia, England, Ireland. Yeah. America. You know why? Does it make sense to you? People have to get married. God created people with a drive, right? They have to get married. What kind of a nonsense is it when you tell a guy you can't get married? And then they tell a woman you can't get married, you know? It's, it's, it's idiocy. Think about that. You are going against the nature of man. And not only that, God said, you know, be fruitful and multiply, you know? And people have a drive because of that, to multiply. God, God wants to inhabit the earth, you know. So how can you have people dedicated never to get married? So of course, what do you think they're going to do? I can't marry a woman, so I'll take a guy, I'll take a girl, a, a, a little boy. I mean, that's what they do. It's a defiance against the nature of a human. 
Of course it was going to end. The whole thing is a charade. You know? And what's it based on? What's it based on? That's the incredible thing. You had all the Nevi'im, the prophets. You had Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. They all got married. Well, these guys are going to go be greater than the others? Or greater than all the prophets? Even they revere the prophets. They all got married, that kids. So what are you talking about? What kind of nonsense is that? So what they did is they subjected, especially Roman Catholicism, they subjected their people, their priests and so on, to inhuman circumstances. So of course the guy's going to do something. What's he going to do? He's going to do something. He's got to drive. He's got to placate the drive. What's he going to do? You know? And it goes for the men and the women. None of this makes sense. It's against human nature. You see, but they learn the hard way because it's toppling the Catholic Church. You know? But this truth has been going on for hundreds of years. Only now it's been discovered, you know? And now it's really coming out. I mean, what happened in Pennsylvania where they came out with the report? Well, they said, I mean, what was the percentage of priests that were molesting kids? It was incredible. And that's only Pennsylvania. I mean, if you check out the other places, like Ireland, it's been going on for 150 years or something like that. Well, what would they expect? to church attendance in Europe, they're empty. Yeah. Nobody's gone. No, that's not true. The ones who go to church in Europe are the tourists. 